Hello, y'all, and welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I am your host for this stream, Cody Stoffer. And in case you haven't already, make sure to check out our stream from Saturday featuring Giselle Riley IV and Richard Stallworth from Arizona. Both are both those guys are class of 23 quarterbacks, and Coach V does a great job of breaking them down. But tonight, we're going to hop back into exclusively Colorado and hop into those smaller towns to talk about some young quarterbacks who are, you know, underclassmen, and um, only one of them will become an upperclassman this fall season. So, in case you don't know, we will be talking about Casey Midcap of Ray High School. Look at that 4.0. Look at that 4.0. We will also be talking about Ty Reed of Delta High School another freshman slash class of 25 guy. And lastly, we will be talking about Joaquin Sandoval, a class of 24 quarterback out of Glenwood Springs High School. I will be, you know, giving them grades and whatnot uh, in regards to, um, you know, some of their strengths, areas of improvement maybe, and just overall giving a low down here. Oh, there's my rubric. Yep, I'm going to snatch that over for myself here. Still getting that screen kind of set up. But anyways, if you haven't, go ahead and follow these guys on Twitter. That's at Joaquin7Sando for Joaquin Sandoval at Ty underscore Reed7. And this very first quarterback who we are going to talk about, Casey Midcap out of Ray High School. And so, you know, just going to give some background here. As far as, you know, Casey and what all he's been featured on for us here at the podcast. You know, Casey Midcap was our 1A Newcomer of the Year. The Newcomer of the Year award isn't necessarily to a first-time starter, but it is to a Freshman of the Year kind of candidate. And you can go ahead and listen to that um, anywhere you listen to podcasts. And let me go ahead and look up the episode for you where we talk about him, and then we also talk about, you know, our guy um, Ty Reed as well on the 2A award. So, uh, you know, go ahead and keep an ear out for that. Okay, so the 2A award is episode 95. So that's Colorado High School Football 2A End of the Year Awards. We do a little synopsis of Ty Reed's year and stuff like that. And then on episode... 93 yeah episode 93 that is our 1a What's good, end Welcome of the year awards the- so go ahead and check that out anywhere you listen to podcasts for a little bit more on casey midcap here but casey i mean what can't be said this quarterback this young quarterback led his team to the semifinals in 1a football and you know played pretty phenomenally and impressively um for for these ray eagles here so just as a reminder the things that i am going to grade these quarterbacks on is arm power arm accuracy timing on throws overall mechanics slash fluidity decision making skills scramble ability throw on the run ability pocket awareness pocket movement and frame slash size all of those will be graded out of 10 you know, one through three needs improvement. Four through six is average. The four is kind of like, you know, what I ask out of a basic starter. Like, can you do this? Yes, they can. It's nothing spectacular. 
then five and six is kind of a progression of that. Seven to eight, above average to good, you know, it's like, okay, this is a solid skill. This is a consistent skill for this player. Eight to nine, good to great. This is a skill that you can rely on to make some wow plays from time to time and is overall very consistent. And then nine to 10 is elite or four slash five star kind of talent there for a specific skill. So with all of that in mind here, let's go ahead and take a look kind of at Ray's season here. Uh, for those who weren't following, don't worry. We here at uh, Playmaker's Corner, we're keeping a close tab on these Ray Eagles who started off the season you know, very impressively uh, in this 2022 season, or 2021-2022 season. But, you know, it came up with a only a two-touchdown loss to the eventual state champions in Centauri. So, you know, that in and of itself is pretty impressive. But, you know, by this time, Casey Midcap did not have the starting job. So that is something to kind of keep an eye on. So they start off with a loss. Then they get a win over Goodland and Estes Park before Casey Midcap makes his debut against Burlington High School. Now, I'm not sure if an injury maybe happens or if somebody loses their job or what have you, but either way, all that matters is that Casey Midcap is the starter by this point in the season. And in his very first debut, you know, pretty pedestrian, three for six, you know, 44 yards, wasn't really asked to do all that much against this Burlington team that Ray clearly outmatched. But, you know, you start to see, oh, I guess he did get some carries in that Estes Park game. Uh, so, you know, he is a dual threat quarterback. I can say that fairly confidently. And you will see that reflected in some of his rushing numbers. But he can also throw the ball around the yard. As evidenced by his first, you know, kind of monumental win against Wiggins, one of the top teams in 1A football. They will probably be a top team in 1A football again this year. And he was able to beat this Wiggins team who had a very solid defense and a very solid pass rush and still overcame them with phenomenal completion percentage, perfect touchdowns, no interceptions, and then, you know, also picked up another 58 yards on the ground. He has a very similar performance against Holyoke, another, you know, contender on that 1A level, another playoff team on that 1A level. Then you see his first struggle game against Lyman here. This is a game that they got drubbed in. And, you know, this would be a repeat kind of performance as he went 4 of 14 for 67 yards and overall just struggled a lot throughout this game. Couldn't even really get anything going on the ground either. So, you know, some learning to do against one of the best programs in the entire state of Colorado, much less at the 1A level. So, you know, that that's to be expected. Then he struggles a lot against this Yuma squad that did make the playoffs. The Eagles still scrape out a win. But this is a very close game, um, you know, that was hard, hard moving, tough sledding, as they would say. Then, you know, face off against Burlington here, still kind of struggling. He doesn't really bounce back, I would say, until this Highland game. Uh, granted, you know, still against uh, Yuma, he did run for quite a few yards. So there's that. He attributed for both touchdowns in their win. So there's that. But against Highland, Bounces back 15 of 20, 162 yards, two scores. Adds on another 55 yards on the ground. That's a phenomenal performance. Struggled a lot in this Florence game. This was a playoff game. So, you know, that's maybe to be expected uh, against a very solid Florence squad. But, uh, you know, Ray still comes out with the victory. 
And then there's semi-final game, which I really love to see here is improvement. You look at these numbers, 4 of 14 against Lyman the first time. Then you look at these, 8 of 27 the second time. And that doesn't include, I want to say like 4 or 5 drops. I watched this game over stream. And, you know, I was pretty impressed with Casey Midcap. I thought that he was giving a pretty good looks to his receivers and tight ends and utilizing his weapons very well. And that's something that you have to be excited for if you are a Ray fan. And so all of that in consideration, let's go ahead and hop on over to his huddle here and watch these freshman highlights. These are the ones that were submitted to us. So I'm going to go through this and then I might kind of pick through some of these other games just for more film and uh, more breakdown and whatnot. So, but once again, I want to emphasize 4.0 GPA. That's pretty dang good. And, uh, you know, for a freshman weighing in at, well, here, let me hop back here. Six foot, 155 pounds. That's really not too bad. You know, I think that he still has a little bit to grow. He is on the lighter side, but I think he also wrestles and or runs track and or does both. So, you know, some weight fluctuation is probably to be expected of this young gun here. But uh, let's check out uh, Casey Midcap here, our 1A Newcomer of the Year. Well, I guess let's watch an ad first. That kind of stinks. But anyways, I could put his frame and size in here. Um, I mean, six foot, so that's pretty nice. 150 pounds, he's a bit on the lighter side. So we'll just go right there. And I have to enter in the formula anyway so that it adds up the points as we go. Bang. Okay, so he's already at like a 5.9. All right, Casey Midcap, let's see it. All right, bit of a windup, but that was a fantastic throw. That's a good way to start off the film. Here they are just annihilating someone. Okay, shrugs it off and outruns the defenders into the end zone. What a way to finish that run. All right, we got a play action rollout, so we'll see some throw on the run here. Pushes it downfield pretty well. It's not bad. That was a decent strike. All right, this looks like Wiggins, but I'm not sure. All right, that's a pretty good back shoulder throw to his wide receiver. I love that Ray has this multiple offense where they can kill you in a variety of ways. And, okay, so this is where I'm going to correct him for the first time here. So part of it, I want to say, is that his windup does take a little bit of time here. Like, ugh! That's way too slow, so that is something to focus on. But as far as this throw goes, I mean, maybe this receiver needs to kind of push it downfield a little bit more. But I would say this is an underthrow. I think that this receiver, I mean, look at the size mismatch here. I think you should put this ball here and let him just get into the end zone. This is a phenomenal catch. Don't get me wrong. And if you're looking for a back shoulder, that's fine. But I think that the go route is there. And I think that that's something that you can lead your receiver on a little bit better. And that's going to be kind of a timing thing that'll also be tied in a little bit with, you know, the the overall mechanics, I would say. Uh, they're not horrible, but you need to get that throwing motion a lot faster this offseason. All right, QB keeper. Excellent field vision. Oh my gosh, plows that human defender. Good lord. All right, escapes the pressure and gets rid of the pass. 
excellent pocket awareness, honestly, and ability to adapt and throw on the run. All right. Here we go here. That's a clean pocket. Doesn't know if he likes it. Ah, you got to put that ball in a place where they can make a play on it. You know what I mean? So just little accuracy and timing things and maybe a little bit of hesitancy. So I think I that might come in decision-making skills just a little bit here is where that uh, point reflection might be. Uh, we'll go there for that. Uh, let's keep watching through here. Okay, way to follow your blocks and get into the end zone. Nice score. That's a little more like it, but... Oh my gosh, gets leveled on this throw, but what a dot! That is a beautiful throw. Let's take another look at that one. Okay, so first off, kudos to Casey here because he gets smashed on this. Oh my lord, the blitz pickup was not there. He recognized this. Oh, this drop back looks a little funky, though. Looks a little funky, but anyways... He realizes that he has to get rid of it now as he's staring it in the face. Gets rid of it. Takes the hit like a champ. And look at this dime. Over the corner. In front of the safety. Great catch by this receiver here as well. That is a good throw. Wow. What a... Gosh, that guy mossed the heck out of him. It looks like he had a big body this year to kind of help with some of these targets okay way to escape pressure and pick up the first down good field awareness on the scramble lots of 500 balls which i mean was working obviously but uh maybe not the decision making that i oh that's sweet you could push it a little bit more outside but he understands the capabilities of his receivers is something i will say nice Look at this throw. All right. So, okay. The only thing I don't like here, not not on his half, but schematically, is how many that they keep back to protect. Um, it's not going to show as much development in awareness or movement or anything like that, along with uh, having less decisions to kind of to kind of look through. But this is a beautiful throw. I wouldn't want it any other way. That's fantastic, Casey. That is a great throw. Oh, I guess, let me check back on the Twitch stream here to make sure that I'm not missing any chats. Okay, no. <laughs> I just gonna say welcome to the stream. If you have any comments, go ahead. Comments or questions, go ahead and put them down. Okay, so I'm going to play some more of Casey's highlights. This right here is where I wish that Huddle had a uh, a Wade as his tight end and is committed to Wyoming. Thank you, Simon Angelo 56 aka Coach V, uh, making his way in. And yes, he is 84, and he is that I knew that I knew his name. Um, but uh, yeah, he's fantastic. Here, we can even double check here in the stats and put him on a little bit here. Do, 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 do. Yep, there he is. Tell Wade. 
who had a phenomenal year on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball, mind you. Um, also, he's like, he, he still has a whole year to dominate. So there's that. So, okay, no, on the defensive side of the ball, 20 and a half tackles for loss. So not quite there, but let's just go ahead and take a look at the player stats. Thank you, Corzy. Uh, for letting us, for helping us. Oh, Schoenthal. Okay, yep. I, I knew that I heard of his name. Look, eight touchdowns, just a big body, 31 receptions, and making great plays. So Brian Schoenthal, uh, senior this year, actually. So uh, congrats to Brian for having a great year. And thank you, Corsi, for uh, tuning in and letting us know who is who. But I'm going to go ahead and just play through some more of these highlights here. And go ahead and try and wrap up some grades and whatnot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let this Lyman one play. Yes, both were monsters. That is absolutely correct, Coach V. It, see, the only difference is that uh, Wade is going to be back this year. And he's going to cause some serious problems on that 1A level. So, all right. So, let's go ahead. Oh, that what a close throw. I'm gonna go ahead and put that at like a some of these are really risky throws, so that will be reflected in decision making. And then I will watch through his highlight reel one more time just to finalize some grades and maybe bump them up a point or bump them down a point here and there, so. Overall, I mean, he had a spectacular year for a rookie quarterback, or rookie quarterback, freshman quarterback, but uh, overall does need to iron out some things and does need to just show me more in some areas. So what a play by Schoenthal. And I think that was their last game of the season. I think that was a playoff game there. And not shown is like way too many drops by some of his receivers. So, all right, let's go ahead and play this again. Probably going to have to wait through an ad. Just one more kind of peep over here. Make sure he wasn't turning the ball over too many times here. Two to one TD tie and T ratio, three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, not too shabby. Where's my eye emoji here? Eyes. No results. Okay, so let's go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and start this from the top just to make sure that I get as good of a grade as I possibly can out of this uh, in the most honest way possible, so. 
Okay. Jeez Louise. These Ray Boys, man, they play very tough. And they are a serious threat to Wynn State next year, so best be on the lookout here. Um, with a passing of the torch, perhaps. But got to get past Lyman, though. Pull the trigger on that sooner and get the ball just a little bit more accurate there. It's also kind of a timing thing. That ball is really wobbly when it comes out. But this throw is just spectacular. Now I want to put out there that this was only his freshman year. So if this grade isn't, you know, something overwhelming, don't be shocked. I'm here to help him improve. Okay. Okay, I think I have come to a final verdict here on Casey Midcap. So go ahead and just leave it on his Twitter so that you make sure that you follow him. That's at Casey Midcap from Ray. And so let's go ahead and check it, check it, check it out here. So, all right. Ugh. Okay, so Casey Midcap, my final grade for him is at a 56.9. You could call this a 50. Honestly, we're just going to call this a 57 because um, I'm not really worried about his frame or size. He's only a freshman. He's already six foot, 160 pounds, basically. So that'll only go up. Uh, but let's talk passing here. I think that his arm power and his scramble ability are his best assets. Not to mention he can throw on the run pretty well. He does, you know, show some improv improvisational skills here that i think you know come from this kind of generation of football and just watching it is kind of a status quo at this point but he's very good at making plays saving plays and delivering strikes and you know honestly i'm gonna bump it up to that upon and, and this is part of what the process looks like is that you know i watched through the film a couple of times i watched a whole game of his mind you so Maybe two whole games, actually, if I watched 
multiple playoff games. Yeah. So I watched through multiple games of his. I understand situationally kind of what he's looking at, conceptually what's going on. And I will also throw him a bone here and there as well as I clarify some things. But his arm power is very good. He's able to fit into some tight windows. He also is able to put a lot of velocity and push the ball down the field. I don't, I wouldn't say that there's any throws arm power wise that really, you know, knock my socks off necessarily, but his arm power is very good for where he is at. And his arm power, I don't think is the problem for some of his misfires or passes here. Continuing on, he's a great scrambler. I don't think that it's very well reflected in the stats. You know, I mean, a five-yard average, that's solid. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that jumps up or even doubles within this next year just because of the athleticism that he's capable of, the moves that he's capable of, and also the strength in his arms. You know, he has a pretty decent stiff arm, and I think that all of those things add up to him being able to, you know, rip off some big gains, move the chains. He's situationally aware is something that he's already shown me. Not only in his film but watching the Lyman game he's very cognizant of the first down he tries to put the ball where the first down marker is he tries to run and get to the first down marker he's a pretty smart player so that is something that I will you know honestly bump up his decision making skills for just a hair here um maybe even a little bit more because he shows promise on like read options and stuff as well so that's why I bumped that up a couple of points um continuing on you know, they ask him to boot out and deliver strikes, and he can do that. And then you can also see it in his improvisational skills, once again, his ability to kind of escape a collapsing pocket and, you know, make a good throw here. And then last, you know, he's six foot, uh, 155, almost 60 pounds. So talking about some things that I think could use some improvement or more focus than others, I'd say that, you know, even though his accuracy and timing come in sparkling appearance a couple of times throughout his film there are also some inconsistencies throughout his film as well as in the game film where it's like ah that throw is like just a hair too outside or oh you push that throw a little too far or even on the film you can see like oh why did he wait so long to throw that or that's not where the receiver is anymore so i think that that's mainly a timing thing but they do get massive bumps because of, you know, the last throw on his film is pretty incredible. I think that also his timing on intermediate routes is pretty solid. As well as, you know, some of the comeback routes and hitch routes that I saw a lot of in the Lyman game. Uh, those are big time timing routes and he is able to secure that. So, you know, he does a great job on those aspects of the game. And I think that that is a reason why they get bumped up to that above par and that solid kind of range in the fives. Let's see. Okay, now for some real areas of improvement here. Uh, big time focuses in the offseason. You know, I think that pocket awareness is something that's kind of hard to develop when you get almost a max protect kind of look. However, there are instances where he kind of doesn't really react until the pressure is already there. When, you know, pocket awareness, he should be able to not really have to stare the pressure in the face and be able to react to it. However, he does show pocket awareness in instances where he does get rid of the ball a little bit quicker or things like that. So that's why it's almost at that solid range is because I see the upside, I see the potential, and he does make some good plays displaying pocket awareness. However, it's just not quite at that, you know, good or even great level. His pocket movement, you know, there are times where he escapes the pocket, and I think that's good, and plays into his scramble ability and improvisational skills and whatnot. However, there are a lot of plays where he kind of fades backwards and away, and then he kind of throws off his back foot, that is not a habit that you want to uphold. That is something that you are going to want to change this offseason 
and otherwise defenses are going to turn that into interceptions so don't throw off your back foot don't fade in the pocket so then over here uh decision making skills i gave it a little bit more of an increase because of his ability to see the field and you know he also had a positive touchdown to int ratio which is a great thing to see from a freshman quarterback that's honestly like the first telltale sign that they probably will be spectacular but he's also not asked to make a ton of decisions i saw a lot of one read throws in his lineman game if the first read isn't there he can kind of panic a little bit even when the first read is there as you saw on his film on that fade route that he kind of uh overthrew to the boundary a little bit is you know he just needs to be assertive and confident in the decisions that he is making and then they need to open up the playbook a little bit more for him i know that they have talent at a variety of positions and you know he was a freshman quarterback so it's to be expected that maybe you know it's not the most complicated playbook in the history of the universe or in the state of colorado however you know i do think that he has shown enough through his freshman year and through his continued work in the offseason to warrant an expanded playbook and the keys to this offense so that's that's my opinion on decision making skills it's not the worst thing to have rated lower when you are a rookie quarterback uh just because you will have so much time to grow and this is one of the you know harder things to get a great score on so i think that this is a great start for casey midcap here and then overall mechanics and fluidity like i said uh his footwork can be a bit jumbled sometimes you know i'm even going to bump this down just a little bit here his footwork can be a little jumbled his drop back can look clunky his arm motion takes way way too long uh mechanically speaking so he's just gonna have to rep a lot get that release a lot faster get your footwork and your base more consistent to throw off of and uh you know i think he does a good job of engaging his body when throwing however it's maybe not always consistent the way that he does engage because his drop back and his release are not always consistent so this is um an epitome of consistency. is the biggest thing that i have to stress for casey mid cap here and you know that's to be expected of a freshman quarterback if they haven't been doing it for years or you know they didn't even do it all season consistency is going to be the biggest thing to win us over here at the playmakers corner for further analysis on you know his ability to win newcomer of the year and what he meant specifically to the race season more so please go ahead and listen to episode 93 spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anchor anywhere you listen to podcasts basically um i want to say he's like the first like 15 minutes is kind of the discussion of a lot of those newcomer of the year and then uh you know his victory is the last five minutes of or so of that hour-long episode or five minutes of that first 15 i should say but uh that's casey midcap here gridded out of 57.2 let us know in the stream you know if there's anything that you disagree with anything that you do agree with if uh casey is tuning in you know we'd love to hear about you know some of your approaches and what you may have been focusing on the offseason that you thought you needed to focus on a little bit more but overall, I think that Casey Midcap is a potential championship winning quarterback on the 1A level and gives Ray a fantastic shot to secure such a thing, uh, not only heading into the sophomore year of his campaign, but as well as his junior and senior year. He's one of the next great 1A quarterbacks to, you know, have a shot at going D1 for sure. And I would just like to remind everyone, just because they're from a small school doesn't mean that they're less talented. If Casey Midcap lived over in the arapaho high school area you know there's a chance that he's getting jv snaps or even competing for varsity snaps at times because of you know everything that he can show being an all-around quarterback 
So don't hold against the kid the classification or size of school because it's just based off of where they live. So that's Casey Midcap, and that is a good note to keep in mind as we continue through this stream. So once again, give Casey a follow at Casey Midcap, and good golly, I cannot stress enough, 4.0 GPA is going to make all your recruiting a lot easier. Student, athlete, can. this is the biggest accomplishment for Casey Midcap. Forget the stats, the semifinal appearance, forget all of that. Forget, you know, my ratings here or PMC's ratings or his PMC Newcomer of the Year award. This 4.0 GPA means the absolute most and he needs to continue with that. So great work there. Oh, look at him putting in work. Oh, yep, there's Tell Wade committed to Wyoming. He's going to be a dog. But anyways, that's Casey Midcap. Let's go ahead and jump to our next freshman quarterback here. And that is Ty Reed out of Delta High School, who also won Newcomer of the Year on episode 95 of the Playmakers Corner. He's within those first 15 minutes. Go ahead and listen to us talk about all of those great newcomers and, you know, who we placed our votes for and how Ty Reed ended up winning it it is a fun one of my favorite episodes i love the end of the year awards so you know go ahead and check that out and let's jump into ty reed here but first i'm gonna just put in the chat final grade for casey midcap 57.2 what would you grade him Up next, Ty Reed. Also, thank you guys so much for tuning into our stream. I know that we've jumped between like 11 and 15 before. Make sure to go ahead and follow us on Twitch so you get notifications whenever we do stream as we're trying to do it more often. But anyways, Ty Reed out of Delta High School. This guy was a manimal this year. And let's go ahead and give you the numbers behind the story. I mean, look, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's almost a three to one ratio. And then, you know, another 14 touchdowns on the ground. It was hard to argue against 27 total touchdowns when discussing Newcomer of the Year. And there were some great players at Newcomer of the Year for the 2A level. So I think that these are great things to keep in mind. And, you know, a pretty decent playoff run. It wasn't semifinals, but it was, I want to say quarterfinals maybe, because uh, they beat Moffitt. Oh, this is the 22 schedule. This does me literally no good. But Tyreen is another guy who kind of had to work his way in there. You know what I mean? So let's go ahead and take a look. He didn't get this very first start against Summit High School. He did end up playing against Salida, uh, you know, which is one of those Southern and Western, Southwest kind of teams. And, uh, you know, he had to earn his keep here because he got very limited looks against Salida, ugh, I'm all over the place. And then limited looks over and over again until he was handed the keys later down the stretch here and was asked to do a lot more and, uh, you know, delivered a lot more. But all of that being said, you know, let's go ahead and take a look here. Did lead a pretty incredible Delta squad. I believe that they won their league, if I'm not mistaken, and, you know, sent them into the playoffs against Alamosa where they did get a win and then ran into the buzzsaw that was the super stacked and host to one of our top five senior quarterback uh you know 
list makers in Greg Garza. But uh, that's a very good university team to have a struggle against and great experience for a freshman in high school. So, and I don't, I don't see any stats from him this game, so I don't even know if he played. But uh, anyways, talking about Ty Reed, just jumping through. Like I said, not a lot of looks in this Salida game. His first, you know, kind of multiple attempts here against Palisade, who's an incredible 3A opponent. So playing up against higher competition or a different classification of competition with more kids, you know, did throw for 118 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. So, you know, all of that as well. Also, pardon me, I'm going to ask my dogs to politely quiet down. Sorry about that. Thank you for your patience here. Uh, yes, Simon, it was a dog moment. I have two dogs. They're really awesome. Hopefully you guys get to beat them someday on a Twitch stream or something. But uh, for now, they are being just a little pesky. But uh, in this Palisade game, struggled. This is a very talented offense and defense to go against, especially if you're trying to outshoot you know, this running attack. It's going to prove to be difficult. But that didn't stop him from bouncing back and having a great performance against Montezuma Cortez and then a perfect performance I would say against Cole Ridge here where he was responsible for five touchdowns might have even been a playmaker of the week or at least a candidate during that week that was very impressive in his showing so you have all that as a passer uh takes another great step here against Aspen passing for a career high 189 yards on 11 attempts two scores and then tacking on another four scores on the ground. So a six touchdown performance to out to his five touchdown performance from the week before. Uh, Basalt, this is a very quality opponent. This was an, ugh, an eventual playoff team is what I meant to say. And, um, you know, he tore them up. Uh, five of seven, throwing as many touchdowns as he did in completions. Over 71% completion percentage. I mean, the numbers really do speak for themselves here. Another four touchdown performance. Kind of struggles against Moffat County. This is a great rivalry and one that we will be keeping track of, especially this upcoming year because they have one of the best running backs in this upcoming class in Evan Atkin, who is just a monster to stop. So, you know, but they eke out a win here. He does what he needs to do. And, uh, you know, the rest of the team obviously steps up and helps him out here as they secure a win. Then they just drub rifle to end the season. And, uh, you know, in his lone playoff game that they at least have listed here, struggled a lot passing the ball. Um, this is a very tough Alamosa defense, to be fair. But, I mean, two of seven, I think that was his lowest, lowest completion percentage on the entire year. Yes, it was. It was his lowest completion percentage through two interceptions, only one touchdown. And then, you know, kind of got it done on the ground, but still struggled quite a bit for a playoff debut it's good experience. He has a playoff win under his belt, technically, but uh, definitely something to kind of keep track of. And if anyone has any insight to any of these games, obviously we can't make it to every single game. So we appreciate any positive insight to kind of just let us know what happened. But all that being said, I'm going to drag my rubric over here for Ty Reed, and I am going to start watching this young man's highlights. We got five minutes to look through. There should be plenty of time. Oh, and we get right into it. No intro, so be ready.
Yep, there he is. He's a quarterback. Way to plant a throw where only your receiver can get it. Here, I want to go back and look at his other options on this play. Yeah, this defensive back just jams this wide receiver to all heck. This is the right decision. He makes it at the correct time as the pocket is kind of collapsing. Uh, interesting follow through trying to avoid the pressure, but that's okay. That is an incredible pass. Oh my lord. So play fake. Looks the defense off to the left. And I feel like he senses this pressure here because he's already ready already. If that checks out. Um, and just delivers a great pass. Oh, you can't ask for anything better. I'm going to watch it one more time and just admire it. What a dot. Here, let's go. That's an interesting throwing motion, but a great throw nonetheless. It just looked kind of choppy for some reason. Okay. Got to put a little bit more juice on that one. We know that you have it in you. He floats a lot of these passes, maybe for a little too long. I don't know if that is just a mechanics thing. Oh, that's a great throw. That receiver probably dropped it, but that's a phenomenal throw. Put him on your film anyway. Unless that's just a different angle of it, then that's just sweet. So throwing a little variety of routes here, always something to be excited about. Delivers a nice strike. That's against Palisade too. Looks like his receiver takes it pretty far up the side as well. All right, here we go. Doesn't quite hit him in stride, but still gives him a catch that he can take all the way to the house. So we'll take it. Maybe he needs a little bit of improvement on timing. He's asked to roll out a lot, so he's a pretty decent uh, thrower on the run. Nice touch. His touch on these throws is fantastic. Like, phenomenal, even. His timing does need a decent amount of work. But it's still possible. Oh, why is he throwing it up so high? He got really lucky that that defensive back doesn't know how to play a ball. That could have been an interception. Nice. Get it to your guy in open space. Let him make a play. Double clutches. Still delivers a nice strike. He has good arm power, honestly. All right, keeper trucks that guy. Holy cow, sit down. All right, we have another keeper here on a read option. Takes an angle to get the first. Nice. Steps up in the pocket. Great pocket movement. Holy crap, that's spectacular. Gets a little flat-footed, though. His mechanics, I think, need quite a bit of work. 
Then you got another keeper. Just splits him right up the middle. Tough runner. He's got a good frame and size, by the way. He's like six foot three, 175 pounds, I want to say. So he's already at a pretty good size. Little screen pass. Little high, but this receiver brings it in. Oh, sweet. I love it. I love me some hook and ladder action. Okay, we got a QB dive or power. His and Casey Midcap's running styles are very different, but both yield results. <clears throat> All right. Way to not toss a turnover and cut it back across field. That's athletic. A little too outside there, buddy. Way to muscle your way up there. All right, I'm going to go ahead and restart this for you guys um, while I go ahead and make some final decisions here. Let's go ahead and check back up on the chat here. Oh, and if you haven't already, follow at Ty underscore read seven on Twitter. That's where you can get a lot of this good stuff here. Oh, there's his uh, season stats. 15 rushing touchdowns. Oh, it must have happened in like a game that uh, he had to get stuff down for or something. Not really sure. So. Wow. Yep, there's Scarnhorst too. Remember talking about him. Let's go ahead and let that play through while I kind of finalize some of these grades. Absolute dots on some of these throws, man. But his touch touch needs a little less emphasis is probably what I would say. Huddle has more accurate stats for Joaquin. Okay. Not sure how to add access. Wood Springs High School Huddle. Let's see, what do I look for stats on this? Maybe an about. Team history.
Do you mean on your video, Joaquin? I have my final grade for Ty Reed, so I'm just gonna mute myself as we kind of square this away. All right, we will cross that bridge further when we get to it, but let's go ahead and take a look at this rubric here for Ty Reed. Always, as always, subject to change the more that I look at it. But anyways, Ty Reed here, I have him rated at around a 59.3, and I'm gonna talk about some reasons why. He does have some very good strengths though here. Scramble ability, I have it rated at a 7.4. He's not necessarily the fastest, but he is a very strong runner. Now I'm gonna even, even bump it down to like a 7.3 because I'd want to see a little bit more agility, but overall he's a fantastic runner and somebody who you can trust from five yards in to get you into the end zone, which is worth something. So upon further thought, we're gonna bounce back and forth to a 7.6. Further on that, I think that he is a very accurate passer. I think that, you know, he's asked to put it into some tough spots and he does a great job of, you know, getting it in the area of the receiver to make a play on it and overall, you know, showing exceptional skill at doing so. Arm power here, I have it rated at a 6.3. I think it's solid. He is able to push the ball downfield a little bit. I think that he does rely a little bit too much on arc for some of his arm power. So I do want to see his velocity. Okay, perfect. Um, I do want to see some more velocity on some of his throws, especially intermediate throws and short throws. I just want to see it get there with a lot more zip, a lot more consistently. Uh, furthermore, on things that he does very well, I mean, look, he's already 6'3", 175 pounds. That's a great frame of size. Um, that's almost something you can live with on the next level. And by almost, I mean probably around like there. So uh, pocket movement, he does a great job of stepping up in the pocket. He manipulates the pocket very well. I was very impressed by his ability to do that, step up in the pocket, escape the pocket, and whatnot. He has all of those capabilities. I think that it could be a little bit cleaner footwork-wise, and, you know, he can still show more. So consist consistency is another uh, kind of model that we are going to be looking for. As far as some things that he's okay at, you know, he's okay at throwing on the run, but you can tell that his accuracy struggles a little bit because passes start ending up behind receivers, and they have to reach back or you know, things around that area. It's just not right on target every time. He can throw on the run really well, but it's not on target every time. Uh, pocket awareness. 
I think that he does a pretty decent job of recognizing blitzes and adapting to them. There are some times where he doesn't notice it until it is there. So that's why it's right here at that solid grade of a five and a half here. So there's that. Um, timing on throws. This is like a coin toss, right? Because either it's an absolute dime that is right on time or I think that his timing is more the issue with his inaccuracy from right to left, okay? So I, I think that he just has to maybe get some more time, some more throws with his receivers, figure out chemistry stuff. I think that that'll kind of bridge the gap on his timing, but it is very uh, wish-washy and flip-floppy throughout his film. Um, we can at least do that. Um, Areas of improvement. I just improved this a little bit. Overall mechanics and fluidity. It still does need a lot of work. He is very raw, I would say. And he does cheat on his passes a little bit. You know, sometimes he throws flat-footed instead of driving into his passes. Sometimes, you know, he just throws with his arm. It's just super-duper inconsistent. And uh, just comes off maybe a little lazy sometimes. So just being more disciplined, throwing the football putting more of an emphasis on, hey, here's what I got to do on every single throw, become that model of consist consistency, and, you know, go ahead and achieve that, all right? Um, this is not a full comparison, necessarily, so I am just going to wipe that out, so we're all focused on Tyree. Anyways, um, other things that he needs to work on, decision-making skills, he takes way too many risky passes. He needs to go through more reads and... You know just take care of the football a little bit better here i think that he lucked out on some missed you know jumped passes and stuff like that things that you know if you continue to make those mistakes in the playoffs you're never going to get past the quarterfinals or the semifinals okay so you got to be more protective of the football and you got to be smarter with the football and make better decisions i do love the big route tree that he does get to throw that is you know a little bit of a boost for his decision making skills but overall he still has a long long way to go on that and honestly, I think that was a part of the boost that I initially gave him. So, all of that being accounted for, you know, I have his final grade at a 59.4. I think that that is a pretty solid grade for a freshman quarterback. Once again, a lot of it comes down to just consistency and timing. These are some of the timing and decision making are some of the biggest struggles that any young quarterback will potentially have. And so, you know, it's not a big surprise to see these kind of on the address list. And, you know, if I'm Ty Reed, these, this gives me plenty to work on in the offseason. He's already a very solid pocket, you know, kind of guy. He has great scrambling, and he he's a very accurate passer. It's just a matter of making it consistent and, you know, on the money in motion. That's where that timing kind of comes from, and getting it to your guy while they're on the run. And, you know, understanding that with your drop back, you know, his drop back needs a little bit of work and more consistency. If you're able to clean up that footwork quite a bit, I think everything else will progressively improve from the dropbacks to the deliveries to the driving of the ball. I think that that drives all of these up potentially a whole point if he just becomes a more consistent mechanical passer and, you know, gives Delta, you know, probably a three-year run on this or four-year run on this league potentially. So, uh, you know, that's that. And then... Final grade for Ty Reed. 
59.4. Athletic, big, accurate, just more on the raw side, like most freshman quarterbacks may end up being. So congratulations to our 2A Newcomer of the Year. Go ahead and listen to that. That is episode 95 for reasoning on Ty Reed, as well as some other great talent on that episode. But, uh, you know, that is going to do it for our guy here. And last but not least, we have Joaquin Sandoval. First off, thank you, Joaquin, so much for your patience. I know that you've been waiting a long time for this breakdown. And we appreciate everyone who's been very patient with our requests. You know, we had to get through all the seniors first. And we're going to be wrapping up our seniors, you know, kind of with this week and the next week in Colorado high school football. So if you do want your film broken down and requested, please make sure to go to one of our social medias. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and go to the link tree in the bio. There is a Google form in all of those, and it is a request form. That is what Joaquin, Ty, and Casey all filled out to get you know an opportunity to get broken down on this Twitch stream or on one of our episodes. That's where a lot of our senior players have come from. So make sure to get those in as soon as possible because graduation is coming up for you seniors. And after that, we're kind of not looking back and doubling back for class of 22 guys. You know, I think that we only have like maybe 10 left. So, you know, our request episodes will be taking a bit of a step back in numbers, but don't worry, we will still have a lot of content for you. And maybe I'll get caught up on my TikToks. So uh, go ahead and check those out as well as Mason Austin's TikToks. But with all that plug out of the way, I'm going to drag this back where it belongs over here on the rubric side of things. And I'm going to close out of these. And once again, if you haven't, go ahead and follow at Ty underscore read seven on Twitter. So, and uh, thank you for you know, retweeting our stuff and whatnot as we talked about you. All right. That brings us to last, but certainly not least, you, you know, at least the oldest of our quarterbacks here in Joaquin Sandoval, the five foot 11, 160 pound and 3.5 GPA. That's a good student right there. Out of Glenwood Springs High School, you know, I broke down a couple of Glenwood Springs players, you know, in the past, and uh, they show us a lot of support on social media. So obviously, shout out to Glenwood Springs for being a great plug here. And, uh, you know, Glenwood, there's somebody who has a great pipeline, I think, to Western. And so any success that Western has, you know, Glenwood Springs can be, you know, prideful in being a part of that. So, you know, there's all of that going on. Um, but uh, Joaquin Sandoval, you know, about to start talking about his film here. And yeah, we're going to put like that there. And we're going to change the fill here. Just making sure that I got all my stuff in order. And that we have his overall ready to go. And that needs to be in that. Okay, so I got my rubric ready off to the side here. I got the chat open in case anyone has anything that they need to clarify, just like Joaquin did, explaining, hey, the most accurate parts will be in my huddle video. So let's go ahead and bust this open. He also submitted this um, YouTube video. I don't know if they're any different. And if they are, we will be watching both. So. I think it's going to be in this. Ah, 
This is exactly what he was talking about. So, 1,033 passing yards, 9 touchdowns, 216 rushing yards, 10 rushing touchdowns, and 4 interceptions. So a little over that 2 to 1 INT or TD to INT ratio. And that is something that, you know, we will keep a little bit of an eye on here. Also, sorry to mute your uh, sweet mixtape here, Joaquin, but I got the, the passive noise in the background. Nice. Dang, that guy is wide open. All right, showing a little bit from under center. Way to engage your body in this throw here. I'm just going to go back to this. So look at this drop back. Okay, sells play fake, gets his hips flipped, has a nice base, maybe a little wide, but, you know, gets this arm motion very quick here and delivers a strike. Probably could have pushed it a little bit ahead of him, um, but I don't think that's necessarily an arm power thing. That's probably a timing thing. So, and then is this Blake uh, Nieslanik making a play here? It just might be. So, all right. Now we're rolling out right here, tucking it, giving a little bit of shake and bake. Spin. Oh my lord! Jeez, Joaquin, you need to calm down, bro. I mean. I mean, incredible heart display on here, but oh my gosh, if I was your coach, I would be freaking out having a heart attack here. Look at this hit that he takes. Oh my gosh, it's like a messed up version of the helicopter, but he gets right back up, adrenaline pumping. Oh, shrugs off, two and a half men, three and a half men, gets a pass off to his running back. This is some Patrick Mahomes, like improvisational eyes up stuff. He's like, ah. Now, this is obviously a very dangerous, very, very, very dangerous play here. But, uh, you know, it works out. Let's see. Sandville Bombero 32 said, yes, it is. I'm assuming um, to the Nice Lanik comment. That'd be my assumption. Um, or it's his coach saying that, yes, I literally had a heart attack on the sideline. Okay, perfect. Thank you for clarifying that. I broke down his film not that long ago. Uh, I'll plug that episode here in a second after watching Joaquin's film. Oh, this turns into quite the play, too. Okay. The only concern here... Oh, that is a great throw. The only concern I'm having here so far is just looking at how long he holds onto the ball. So maybe a little bit of pocket awareness increase. This looks like it's against Palisade. Oh, what a throw right in front of the safety. Very risky throw, but one that he can make. That's good timing and awareness on that. And he's got a very strong arm. Look at that pass. I love his quick release, too. He's got a powerful arm. You can just see the velocity on all of his throws that, uh, you know, he can really sling it. Uh, just keep running. Uh, works out anyway. Touchdown. Glenwood Springs. Ah, yep, the icon here. All right, we got a rushing touchdown here. Okay, QB draw. Lots of QB draws for this athletic and speedy quarterback here. Oh my gosh, he just makes so much room out of the sideline, which is so insane. Oh, what a throw. Goes back across field. What an incredible scrambler. Pretty good throw on the run, too, honestly. And his mechanics are pretty sound. Really, really. 
Another touchdown there. His feet are a little close together, but that might just be his height. A little bit across, but honestly, you know, these mechanics, you can live with a lot of these. It's not flawless, but the very fast release helps it out pretty significantly. Okay, holds it, holds it, holds it. Takes off. I think that holding it might be, I think that's a decision-making thing as well as, you know, a uh, maybe a pocket awareness thing from time to time. But what a great zip on that pass. God, his arm power is just incredible. And he's a pretty accurate passer as well, I might add. Oh, carry him, carry him. Is this Roosevelt? I don't think so. None of those numbers look familiar. I think that's Basalt. Nice score. Nice moves. Okay, and he's gonna make the edge pretty easily against, yep, and upfield. That was a close one. Oh my god, dude, why are you taking so many massive hits? I definitely say pocket awareness is gonna be a huge point of emphasis for him this offseason. He, he either he sees it and doesn't care, which he should care more, or he doesn't always see it. He's just so good at keeping plays alive that, I mean, I understand why he holds on to it, but you don't want to be taking this many hits as a sophomore in high school, my guy. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and restart this real quick. And Oh, it is Roosevelt. Okay. What do you know? It's a good squad to be breaking off long runs against. But I'm going to go ahead and restart this real quick and, you know, go ahead and iron out some of these grades and just make sure that we are all good to go here. Could push it a little bit further downfield, a little bit further. Very talented arm, though. Oh, my lord. Why? Oh, <laughs> oh that pains me to watch. Dude, dude, keep staying alive, staying alive. You can tell by the way I uh, made these defenders. I'm a playmaking quarterback. Uh, no time to be sacked or something. What a dime on that one. That's sweet. You can't cut it much closer than that. I love when he's comfortable in the pocket. I, that is, that's when any quarterback should be at his best, but really he just looks so comfortable. What a run. 
boom, cut. He's he's like the combination of athleticism and power of the past two quarterbacks, but with like a times 1.1 multiplier or 1.2 multiplier. Fantastic arm strength. Well, bob and weave, bob and weave, run away. Nice snag. Good pass here. I'm gonna mute myself and just let you guys enjoy our uh, country tunes. <laughs> What a block. All right, I think that we're at the point where we can start to discuss here after we kind of finish this video because I didn't let it play all the way through the first time. So I'm going to let it play all the way through this time and then we can discuss his rubric here. QB draw. Can't bring me down. I'm too strong. Shrug him off, shrug him off. Too strong. Look downfield. Nice little floater to the leaked receiver here. And he's just going to embarrass the defense. I don't know how to tackle. Sorry, I've been watching too much TikTok lately. Stretch the field on this one. Nice throw. Nice throw. That is insane. What the heck? Easy touchdowns. Wow. 
that defender was like jumped out of his own socks. Oh my, this is the angle on this? My brother in Glenwood Springs, if you are ever like this, you better be in the end zone if you ever do that again. That's all I want to say about that. But uh, that's Joaquin Sandoval here. I'm going to even exit out of the max preps since we have the stats here at the beginning. So not as many rush yards as I may have thought, but that's all right. So let's go ahead and drag the rubric over here. Talk about Joaquin Sandoval's rubric here. So Joaquin, I have him graded at a 64.6. Uh, this is one of the higher grade. This is the highest grade on the episode and one of the higher grades I've given on a stream of, uh, you know, some smaller school talent. And let's talk about a couple of reasons why. Look, this, you know what? This is honestly here. Um, he has an incredibly gifted and powerful arm. And there's literally no doubt about that. He consistently shows that he can push it down the field, squeeze it into tight windows, and do everything else on top of that. Uh, on top, including that, he's a fantastic athlete who can run with finesse, he can run with power, he can cut back across the field, he has great field vision. He is a threat at scrambling with the football, and I think that that equally matches his talents of arm power. Both of these are three-star, nearly four-star ratings here for Joaquin Sandoval, and a huge reason why you should be very excited as a Glenwood Springs fan. Furthermore, you know, his arm accuracy is also there. He's very accurate. He can deliver into some tight windows. He can put, you know, over the shoulders in the right place. He can put, you know, posts in the right spot. He can throw a variety of routes in the correct spot. I think that his corner routes are the very impressive ones that are a huge testament to his arm accuracy, where he just floats it right into that bread basket, right into that bread basket of that receiver on either side of the field, left or right. Uh, he does a great job of delivering those strikes. Uh, from time to time, you know, he he over he underthrew like once or twice there, or you know, made a receiver have to stop to catch the ball. Um, that is included in arm accuracy. That's why it's not at an eight, but it is still graded very high. Continuing on in Sevenville, I think that he has pretty solid mechanics. His throwing motion is fantastic. He does a great job of keeping his feet active while throwing, and he engages his body very well when throwing. The only thing that I'm not a huge fan of, and I am going to just increase this a little bit, the only thing I'm not a huge fan of is his footwork is a little inconsistent when he's moving around in the pocket or, you know, scrambling and Going from this to that, his base can get really narrow, and I feel like that's something that a defender could easily trip up and cause some sacks on. Uh, it's spectacular the way that he is able to stand up with just great body you know, equilibrium and balance to stay on his feet. And then throwing the run ability, uh, I would grade this higher if I saw a lot more of it, if that makes sense. I think that it is a skill he has and one that he can do very well, um, but... You know, it's just something that I will have to see a little bit more of as time goes on. Um, it's a it's a skill in his bag, needless to say, and is easily a two-star quality. Um, I am not including, like, flipping it to your running back uh, in this category as you run for your life. Okay, so we're just exiting the sevens here, but his timing on throws, while not perfect and lacking sometimes is still very solid when it does hit it is spectacular and you know when it doesn't it's not a world ender or a killer but i can see you know between a combination of timing 
and decision making here that that's where his interceptions probably come from as well as you know some good defensive plays on the ball but you know decision making and timing that kind of will lead to interceptions and you know i think that his timing is off because his decision making isn't always there i think that he holds on to the ball for way too long i understand that you know a lot of the time it's to make a play he escapes pressure he's able to hold on to the ball for a really long time but i mean you also have to think of your receivers they can't run routes for 15 seconds every single play you know and he does hold on to the ball quite a bit and so that is why you know in areas of improvement here i do think that he needs to make quicker decisions this upcoming season and just in general needs to not hold on to the ball for a super duper long time that's going to lead to sacks big hits fumbles interceptions just all kinds of turnovers and is something that you are going to want to address heading into the future uh furthering on on things that are areas of improvement i mean you can't really control frame slash size uh he's, he's going to want to put on weight at 511 he's probably going to want to be at like 180 pounds if possible um rather than like 160 he is a bit on the lighter side here so the smallest frame out of all these quarterbacks but uh the 511 isn't worrisome you are going to want to put on some meat especially if you're going to be flipping yourself around like uh elway jr but uh going to things that actually matter a little bit more i did note that he does notice the pocket collapsing i think that he needs to be more attentive to it honestly uh, i'm not going to include pocket movement when you're bouncing off of one guy spinning around shrugging off uh, da, 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 da. that's all fantastic and skilled but that's more out of your scramble ability i think rather than your attentiveness to detail inside the pocket i think that part of that is going to come from watching film of your opponents knowing where the pressure is going to be coming from recognizing blitz packages talking with your offensive lineman and making sure that there's an open line of communication there that's on you the quarterback too that if your linemen don't notice a blitz or can't see it to get your guys in the right setup and understand protections so that you don't have to be in a lot of these situations where you know i mean part of it is that you hold on to the ball too long but also sometimes the blitz gets there and then you have to shrug off and shrug and shrug and dip dive twist turn do a whole hokey pokey turn yourself around inside out and then deliver the ball overall here for sandoval the the things that you want to be there are there he's got an incredible arm he's insanely athletic he can deliver you know a pass to anywhere on the field and you know overall has very solid mechanics you're not gonna have to rework him entirely just you know working on ladder stuff or tires i think tires are better for getting your feet up you know because they have that height to them that a ladder just doesn't quite have but regardless you know i do think that he needs to make quicker decisions this is acceptable for a sophomore to be holding on to the ball too long we saw this out of you know uh freshman beckham Kritza is another person who comes to mind uh, i did bump him up just a little bit for being able to throw to so many but um, I need less one read and I need quicker releases on the ball. Um, you can't be holding onto the ball for five seconds every play. That's just not realistic. So uh, get rid of the ball quicker and or note blitzes and adjust to them in the pocket accordingly better. Um, you know, I think that his pocket movement is actually like pretty okay. Um, but uh, his awareness or at least acknowledgement pocket acknowledgement that's not a new category but it kind of is for joaquin you got to acknowledge the pass rush a little bit more but overall he has all the raw tools that you want i think that you know at as it stands now 
he is knocking on that two-star door. I think that he has, you know, obviously he has the intangibles and physicals of a two-star guy, and it's just going to take, you know, a full year and, you know, more volume and consistency to increase this. But I definitely think he could be a two-star guy by the end of his junior season and potentially knocking on that three-star upside. So, you know, the upside of all of these young quarterbacks is up there. Joaquin obviously being the oldest, uh, slightly reflected in, you know, maybe his grade, but not more so, you know, just the physical things that he's capable to do, capable of that, you know, these younger quarterbacks may be able to obtain. Andrew Heidel, gosh dang it, he's in Florida. That stinks. But, okay, so for our three quarterbacks today, we talked about Casey Midcap at a 57.2, Ty Reed at a 59.4, and Joaquin Sandoval at a whopping 65.8. I'm going to go ahead and put that in here. Final grade for Joaquin Sandoval, 65.8. Boom. If you guys have any comments slash questions on any of the grades, go ahead and put them here. But uh, that is our last player to be broken down on tonight's stream. And I will rename the stream. And this will be uploaded to YouTube. You know, that is where I watch this from. Uh, let's go ahead and check out Playmakers Corner on YouTube where we are uploading our, you know, some of our episodes as well as, you know, mainly our Twitch streams here. And we have an entire, you know, little uh, playlist just for you there. We also have YouTube shorts here that are like our TikToks and stuff as well as interviews and whatnot. So go ahead and check all those out on YouTube. If you're not familiar with our TikTok... Go ahead and check it, check it, check it, check it out here. Uh, we are on TikTok. It's just at Playmakers Corner. You can just look up Playmakers Corner. Uh, we got lots of women's and girls flag football breakdowns, as well as, you know, clips of our Twitch streams. If you guys want to catch up on any of those, it also lets you know what episodes we've broken down, uh, end of the year awards and stuff like that. And stay tuned for, you know, uh, TikToks of players that we've already done breakdowns on. So, you know, make sure to... Follow and subscribe to both of these channels. Not to mention, uh, first off, follow all of those quarterbacks on social media today. On Twitter, Joaquin7Sando. Then you also had at Ty underscore Reed7 and at Casey Midcap. Remembered all of them. Remembered all of them. So, oh, thank you so much. Uh, is it Sandville Bombero 32 um, Sorry, I, I struggle with the username sometimes. But uh, appreciate you saying that I was dead on. It's always not. It feels good to be appreciated sometimes. But uh, let's go ahead and check out Playmakers Corner here. Not well. If you want to follow Cody Stoffer, that's cool too, honestly. But uh, Playmakers Corner. We are on Twitter at Playmaker Corner. We post all of our episodes when they're going to come out. Also retweet any announcements, any workouts. I mean, look, we have like Genoa here doing reps. We have commitments for women's flag football. And, you know, we also announce our Twitch streams on here as well as our episodes. So this was our Twitch stream here. And it even had the link to take you to our Twitch, which you're already on here on Twitch. But if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, because it will be posted to all of those if you want to re-listen, then go ahead and find us on Twitch and go ahead and follow us. Thank you so much. I believe that we're at 60 followers now. 
So thank you guys so much for pushing us into that affiliate range. We're going to check off the rest of our boxes and just keep coming by and staying tuned to our, this is one of our best showings, by the way. You guys rocked tonight in the stream, in the viewers. You guys were fantastic. So thank you so much for interacting. It makes it a lot more fun when I'm paying attention and when I'm not muted. So that all helps. We are also on Instagram at Playmakers Corner. A lot of the same stuff, you know. We got our TikToks. We got our episode posts. We got it all here, all of our announcements. Uh, follow us on Instagram. We also post to our story quite a bit, and that's kind of where we put athletes on as much as possible. See if we can claw this up to 4,000. We'd really appreciate it. Um, we're also on Facebook. If you... If you guys want to follow us there, um, I know that this is more a parent platform, but uh, nonetheless, we post here and uh, we appreciate, you know, seven likes on that one. That's pretty high there. So, uh, and I know that that's more convenient for some of our uh, smaller towns as well. So that's why we have it as well. I don't think I'm missing anything. I will show you guys how to fill out that request form, you know, as we try and help our seniors here at the very last second from Colorado, fill this out. Uh, any of our social medias, it'll be in the link tree, film breakdown request form. Just go ahead and fill this out fully if possible and uh, submit it. The huddle link tree is probably the most important part. So uh, thank you guys always for the support. And you're you're right, Glenwood always shows up. You guys rock with us really hard. And uh, you know, it doesn't go unnoticed when we do get support. We appreciate the support so much. And um, yeah, other than that, thank you guys so much for tuning in and uh, catch you on the next stream. Adios.